Hey friends, we have a treat this morning. This is McKenna Dean Hill. And McKenna is, um, yeah, uh, McKenna is one year uh, into college. And uh, McKenna has spoken a number of times publicly, but this is her first time getting to preach. And I am incredibly excited and I feel super honored that you're here doing that with us oh. this morning. And here's the thing. Um, I, I believe God has brought us each here for a reason, and God has a message to share through McKenna this morning. So McKenna, thank you for being that conduit for oh, us this morning. Thank Let's you. pray, and McKenna, I'll hand it over to you. Father God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this opportunity. So Father, we are here to hear from you. Uh, we, we invite you uh, to speak into our lives, open our hearts, open our ears so we can hear. Father, be with McKenna uh, in, in her preparation. Father, give her the words to speak. Father, you speak through her this morning. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Micah. It is such an honor to be here this morning. Um, it's so surreal being up here, to be honest. Um, I'm so blessed that Micah and Sarah asked me to preach, especially um, on my last Sunday home, so that's kind of a treat. Um, just a little side story, even how I found the Vine Church is kind of a funny story. Um, but about, let's see, almost two years ago, we were kind of in between churches at the time, and I remember being at Resilient Coffee Shop, and I was sitting there doing homework, and uh, was really just praying about where God wanted us to go next, and I remember seeing Micah walk in the door, and he was wearing the Vine Church shirt, and I remember thinking, I've never heard of that church, and so I went home, I told my parents, and I was like, have you all ever heard of, like, the Vine Church? And I remember it being, like, a, probably a Friday or Saturday, and we Googled it, and we found it, because we ended up showing up that next Sunday, and we just fell in love, and we've been here ever since. And I've just been so blessed by the people here and Micah and Sarah. Um, so it's such an honor to be up here. Um, but just a little bit more about me. So uh, like Micah said, I'm a, so it's actually going to be my junior year in school. Kind of confusing. I did running start, um, but I'm 19. I go to George Fox University. Um, my major is social work and I have a Christian ministries minor. Um, I love what I do. I love what I get to study. Um, the end goal is to do counseling for kids and teens, kind of follow my parents' footsteps if you know kind of what they do. Um, so it's really just an awesome, awesome experience down there. And so, yeah, like I said, last Sunday home, so it's really good to be here. Just kind of a backstory um, about me and kind of why this is so cool that I'm up here this morning um, before we get started here is I remember being about four or five years old and um, writing my own little sermons and that I thought God just desperately told me that my family needs to hear. And I remember dragging my whiteboard out into the center of the living room and scribbling words and pictures and diagrams and um, just speaking so boldly and feeling so called to speak. And so that was just my family. And so it's funny standing up here now because if you even would have told that little girl that she'd be speaking, she would have said, no way. Because in fact, my dad did tell me, he said, you should be a pastor. And I remember looking at him and saying, no, daddy, I can't. I'm not a man. Because at the time, my dad was an associate pastor. And so I grew up literally running around in the church. So I watched him and the head pastor up there on the pulpit and saw there was no place for me. So there kind of began my journey of just finding my voice um, just in this world. And I'm just so blessed to have parents who just ferociously fought before me um, to create that platform for me to be heard. Um, so again, it's just such a blessing to be up here this morning. Um, okay, so the title of my sermon is The Character of God. And um, what is the character of God? which kind of seems like a big question. Um, and I remember thinking, is that maybe too bold of a question? But I also think we've all kind of had this question one time or another in our life. Um, maybe you haven't, and that's fine, but I can definitely speak to me, and I have. Um, speaking to more of the Old Testament, because I know you guys are kind of going through that this summer, um, 
I remember being a kid and reading the Old Testament and thinking, God is so angry. He's so angry with the people in the Old Testament. I mean, the Israelites just can't seem to do anything right. I mean, he's sending floods. He's sending, he's banishing Adam and Eve. I mean, the humans are sending in their own way, but he just seemed so angry. And some words that I came up with was disappointed, judgmental, angry, wrathful, distant, annoyed, hopeless. And so I knew God was this God of mercy, but I always thought the mercy came after the disappointment and judgment. Um, and so I, I kind of went on this, this journey of, I know that's not God's character, but what is it? Um, so like I said, I go to a Christian school, so I sit through a ton of Bible and religion classes, um, but I love them, especially since my minor is Christian ministries. Um, I, it's never a class I skip. I take copious amounts of notes. Um, my professors are awesome, and it's just some of my favorite classes. And so I remember one day sitting in class and um, hearing from one of my favorite professors as we were actually going through the Old Testament. I heard him use this one word to describe God. And I remember hearing that word, and it just altered my view of the character of God completely. It hit me so hard that it captivated my thoughts all the time, my conversations with others. It captivated my heart. Um, that little word is called hesed. We're going to bring that up on the screen. It kind of looks like chesed, but it's a Hebrew word, and it's called, it's pronounced hesed. And What's cool about this is it's used 253 times in the Old Testament, so it's used a whole lot. Um, but the other cool part is it's such—it's a small word, but it's got such a big meaning that in English, we don't even have one word that directly translates. We have a bunch of little words to even try to begin to understand um, this word. Some of the meanings that I found that you can kind of um, understand hesed would be kindness, faithfulness, loveliness, loyalty, mercy, grace, goodness, favor, devotion, righteousness, unchanging, never-ending love. Isn't that a cool word? I just remember hearing that word and just sitting in awe of like, wow. So if that describes God's character, then where am I going to find that in the Bible? And where am I going to find that in the Old Testament if I have these preconceived notions of the Old Testament? So I kind of went on this hunt of I'm going to find stories that accurately represent God's character. So um, I'm going to share with you three of those stories today um, and just discover God's character together this morning. My first story is um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And some of you may know this story and some of you may not. It's kind of a sad story. Um, just a little synopsis before I kind of go in depth about um, where God's character comes into all this. But um, Sodom and Gomorrah is this town where they're just doing all kinds of evil. I mean, you think it and they're probably doing it. I mean, they're murdering, killing, raping, stealing. It is utter chaos. And God is so disappointed um, and so sad. And he was like, I'm going to wipe out this whole town. So again, reading this story... You know, when I was younger and even growing up, I remember thinking, wow, he wants to wipe out a town? Like, there's no a couple good people? Or, like, these are all God's children? Like, maybe a second chance? And so I remember just thinking, God wiped it out. You know, he saved maybe one person and, you know, move on. But I was so surprised when I dove in and um, kind of what I found. So I'm going to read a little bit with you. Um, so the beginning, it starts, the evening that, two, that evening, two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there. When he saw them, he stood up to meet them, and then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. So that's the beginning. Two angels show up to the city to see Lot. I'm going to skip down just to kind of paraphrase here. 
Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any relatives here in the city, they asked. Get them out of this place. Your son-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone else, for we are about to destroy the city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So right there, you see God sent two angels to go and forewarn them, to tell them to get any place, anybody else, not just Lot and his family, but for Lot to grab anybody else in the city that wants to get out. So he gives them that second chance, which I always completely missed. Skipping down again to verse 19, after God fulfills his promise and destroys the city, Lot says, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life. You have shown such great kindness, Hesed. And I think the coolest part about that is even... Um, Lot recognizes God didn't need to do that. God didn't need to show such great kindness to him and his family or to that town. And he literally recognizes it and calls it out. But that just shows his character that God is Hesed. Story number two, Solomon asks for wisdom. Um, this, I always think, is such a cool story, and I wish I was Solomon. Um, but he, Solomon is this guy who's really beloved by um, the Lord. He's the son of David, and um, he comes... God comes to him in this dream and kind of says, you can have whatever you want. So that's kind of where we're going to pick up right now. Um, that night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and, and God said, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed such great faithful love, Hesed, to my servant, to your servant, my father David, because he was honest, true, and faithful to you. You have continued to show great and faithful love, Hesed, to him today by giving him a son to sit on the throne. So again, I love that Solomon calls out his character of you have shown great kindness of he didn't have to, but he did. And that was his God's first action. So then we skip down to where Solomon asks for wisdom. Um, Give me understanding, an understanding heart so I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern these people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life, wealth, or death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. So again, I just love that he shows such great favor and hesed towards Solomon. um, And Solomon calls that out in God and says, you have shown me this. And then God delivers again with giving him wisdom. God is hesed. Story number three is Joseph in prison. And this is... um, a really interesting story. Again, kind of a little backstory. So Joseph is a slave, um, and he is a slave to Potiphar and his wife. And in this story, Potiphar's wife tries to frame Joseph and saying he raped her. And he, she grabs his cloak, and she screams, and she kind of concocts this whole story that didn't happen and tries to frame Joseph. So where we pick up is right after his wife told Potiphar, and Potiphar's confronting um, Joseph. So Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. And then he, and there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him his faithful love, Hesed. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge and all of the prisoners, and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because, because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. I love that, that God came alongside Joseph in this just low point where he's thrown in prison, and God gives him favor, shows his faithful love, his hesed, 
towards Joseph in prison and rises him to the top of prison. I mean, to the top spot of prison. Like, that just blows my mind that he um, just gives such favor, and that is his first action. He could have turned and walked away, but he meets Joseph in that low point. God is Hesed. Um, some verses of Hesed that are just some of my favorites, and I just, they blew me away when I Googled the word and started reading um, where it showed up in the Old Testament. I'm going to read some of them. Um, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love, hesed, endures forever. But show me unfailing kindness, hesed, like the Lord's kindness, as long as, you li- as long as I live, so that I may not be killed. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love, hesed, with you as he swore to your ancestors. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, hesed, and forgiving sin and rebellion. And then it's mentioned 128 times in Psalms, um, which I think Psalms is a, such a great depiction of just um, God's character throughout. Um, so those are just amazing to me. God is Hesed. Other examples of Hesed that don't necessarily use the word Hesed translated in it, but I think just show such a beautiful picture of God's character. Um, one of the stories being Adam and Eve. Um, here, Adam and Eve have sinned against God. They ate the apple. Um, I remember hearing the story and thinking they sinned. God banished them. You know, humankind is, we're all sinful beings now. Um, but when you go back and you read, they sin, then God shows them grace, then he banishes them. So God comes back and it says they were embarrassed and naked. God gives them clothes and then he sends them out. God didn't need to give them clothes. God didn't need to, you know, help them feel better about themselves after they just sinned. Um, but I love that that is his first action towards them is grace. And then he sends them out. Another one I thought um, was Noah's Ark. Uh, he, again, is threatening to flood the earth, and you kind of hear flood the earth, like you can't save anybody. Um, but yet he, in, he gives Noah this vision of using a boat and calling out uh, the animals and the people. I mean, he gives Noah this tool to then try to witness to the, like, the remaining people to see, have them come to, um, and just shows, gives them a second chance when, again, they don't deserve that, but that is his first action. And then another book I just think is Judges, is God keeps sending judges and judges for the Israelites, and they keep going through them, messing up, and not listening, and God doesn't need to keep sending judges, but yet he does, because he has this just such deep, hesed love for his people, um, that that is his first action. God is truly hesed. So what God's character really is, I know in the beginning I kind of talked about, okay, here's some preconceived notions, and what I talked about in the beginning, yes, can maybe apply to the Old Testament, but also can apply to seasons in your life. Um, I remember thinking so many times that either God's mad at me, or he's abandoned me, or he's distant. Um, So hearing about Hesed and then finding these stories in the Bible really solidifies what God's character truly is. Yes, he gets angry. Yes, he gets mad. But his forever character is this character of Hesed. So I don't think anyone could say it better what God's character really is than God himself. And so um, I love this passage when the Lord is talking to Moses up on the mountain. And um, I'm just going to read it to you. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out Yahweh, the Lord the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger, filled with unfailing love, hesed, and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love, hesed, to a thousand generations. 
I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I think that is just speaks to God's character to a T of he says it the best himself of he shows this hesed not forgetting what we've done but that his forever character is this hesed that is his first move towards us is in a hesed love kindness loyalty grace um, move towards us so here's what God's character really is strong faithful merciful comforting full of grace and peace constant giving kind loving God embodies every element of hesed. And I think when we realize that, that's when we get to understand the fullness of God. As his first move towards us is not a move of judgment, hate, anger, but it's a move of hesed. So as I was writing my sermon the past couple weeks, um, this song kept coming on and playing. And I always loved the song. I always thought it was beautiful. But it was only until the end when I really sat and I listened and I was like, wow, this really explains exactly what I'm talking about. So I want to play just a little bit of a clip of this song. Um, It's called Extravagant by Stephanie Gretzinger. It's a beautiful song. I encourage you to, you can sit, listen, close your eyes, sing along, um, but we're just going to play this real quick. You were a lover before time's beginning. You gave your love freely with holding nothing. My Jesus, you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, and you stopped at nothing to prove you were for us, Jesus, my Jesus, it's extravagant. It doesn't make sense We'll never comprehend The way you love us It's unthinkable Only heaven knows Just how far you go To say you love us To say suffering and you comfort us in our greatest unraveling Jesus my Jesus and you are the dawn that is breaking within me and you are the sun that is rising Oh, oh, oh. 
love that song. Um, it's a beautiful song. It goes on much longer, and I encourage you guys to listen. It's um, really just beautiful. Um, as we close today, I really want to just talk about how to live into this hesed, um, this grace, kindness, love, loyalty, um, that is so much of God's character. If you would have kept listening to the song, you would have um, heard the next lyric say, don't resist. And I think that is the first step to really understanding Hesed is we're so hard on ourselves, um, but don't resist his Hesed for you and your life. Um, this is his character, so this is what he has for your life. And so when you live into that, you really get to begin to understand the fullness um, of God. And this has been a hard one for me, um, especially of just realizing like I'm worthy and I'm enough. Um, for his hesed. Yes, we sin. Yes, we're not perfect, um, but we deserve it. The next thing is having no conditions conditions on your hesed for him. Um, I know we love to put God in this box, and we love to say, um, God, if you answer this prayer, then I'll go to church, or if you give me this, then I will um, tithe this much. Um, and again, yes, we're human, um, but he has no conditions on his hesed for you, so why have those on him? Um, and then another one would be showing hesed to one another. It's funny, when I was looking up this word, uh, the amount of times it was used to describe God was a lot, but the amount of times it was used to describe an action from one person to another was a lot too, and that really shocked me. Um, here's one little excerpt I'm going to read, and this is David's talking to someone whose family um, wronged him. This is 2 Samuel 9-7. It says, do not be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness, hesed, for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that has belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. That is so beautiful that, I mean, this family and this person wronged him. He comes back with hesed. You know, what would it be like if we showed hesed towards one another, kindness, grace, loyalty. Um, I, th- I would just, I think it's such a beautiful picture of what would the world like, world look like if it was a world of hesed. And then my last point um, is showing hesed to yourself, kind of like my first point of don't resist. Um, showing hesed to yourself of you need grace, you need kindness, you need love. Um, Again, really a hard one, it seems to be for people, um, especially sometimes Christians, I see of like we um, can sometimes tend to be very shame-based or if you don't go through these motions, then you're, you know, at a different level with God. Um, but just realizing, showing yourself hesed, um, because when you start to live into God's character, it starts to become your character. I'm going to say that again. When you start to live into God's character, it starts to become your character. So when you live into Hesed, you start to breathe out Hesed. So I just pray you guys get to experience Hesed this week, this month, the rest of this year, um, and just realize how much he just loves you all. Thank you so much for having me. McKenna, thank you so much. That was really, really powerful. I mean, so often our understandings and the definitions of words in our lives um, relate to the experiences of, of our week and our moments in life. And so love is so tainted by the times love has failed us in our lives. And, th- and so to be reminded of God's faithful and unrelenting love is beautiful. Thank you for that message this morning. Hey, friends, we're going to break. We're going to close. Uh, um, 
uh, after prayer. But um, let me just remind you, if you want to join us, there's a pool party this afternoon. We're going to barbecue there. You can swim or not. I did hear the pool's up to 90 degrees. So whatever the weather has been doing while we've been in here, it is swimmable. It'll be a lot of fun. But come eat with us if you want. Um, We'll be heading over there at noon. If you didn't come prepared, you're welcome to run home and then come join us over there. Uh, We'll get the address back up on the screen as we finish up. And you can talk with myself or Matt, who's hosting this afternoon. Um, Thanks for being here. We, we appreciate you guys. Let's pray as we close out. Father God, thank you for the day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Hesed. And Father, remind us um, daily in, in the days, in the weeks to come, Father, uh, of your unrelenting love. Father, invite us to live into that, to live into your love and a, and a loving Hesed relationship with you and with each other. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If anybody would like to pray with me, I'll just hang out over here um, for Charlottesville and what's going on. If anybody feels a burden on their heart to pray, they're more than welcome to come pray.